You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt. Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd like to begin by calling in the helping spirits to be with us. I call out to your ancestors and to mine. I call out to all of those people who lived well and died well and bring all that is good and true and beautiful in our ancestral lines to us. I call out those people who were really, really challenged and in their challenges learned, gained perspective, grew, and have the ability to help us to understand how to benefit from all that they learned in their own life. I call out to those people that had beautiful and abundant lives to help us to remember the blessings that are inherent in ours. And I call out to those people who innovated and created I call out to those people to be with us, to help us to understand how to do the same in our own life, to have the courage to know that we are free to do what needs to be done. I call out to all of these ancestors to be with us, those in your lines, those in my lines. I call them all to be with us here at this time to help the living to do what must be done for those who are coming. And I reach beyond all those people for people have only been here on the planet for a very short time. And I call out beyond those people to all of life, the life that was here before there were humans. And I call out to life in its many forms. And I give gratitude to it for its dreaming. And I ask this life to help us to remember who we truly are as humans, how we fit into the great web of life, and to do so in a way that nourishes life, that helps to sustain life that helps to create pure water and clean air and rich and abundant soil. I call out to these energies to help us to understand the power of the flames that burn in the human, the passions in the belly, the truth in the heart and the clarity in the mind and help us to bring those flames to bear in a way that resonates with the song of all life. And I ask these helping spirits to gather round in all their many forms, in all their many ways, to be with us, to help the living, to do what our time is calling out for us to do. And as these energies gather around us, let us gather ourselves from wherever we might be, drawing ourselves into our head, from our head to our heart, and our heart to our belly, and let us reach down from our belly into the center of the earth. Reaching down as we go, giving gratitude for life, giving gratitude for beauty and diversity and feeling the wonder and awe for the simple fact of life which we do not understand and we ask that the energy of the earth help us to live life with respect and value and honor and as we reach down to the very center of the earth let us connect into this energy that exists before before beauty before abundance before all that is here on the surface of the earth We connect with this energy that is the potential in life. We connect with this energy that refreshes, restores, and rejuvenates. We connect to this energy that nourishes 
and ultimately sustains. We connect to the energy of the earth and we reach into it as we would reach into fresh water on a hot day and we draw that energy up into our body, drawing it up through all the layers of the earth, into our body, into our belly, into our heart, into our mind. And in this way, we draw up the energy of the earth and we ask the earth to help us to understand the wisdom of manifestation, how to be here in form in a good way. And with this energy of the earth within us, let's extend our energy down, bringing ourselves into our body, our body onto the earth, and to ground ourselves clearly here now, to know where we stand and what we stand for, and to open our hearts and minds to a sense of home that extends beyond the familiar, beyond what has always been, beyond the old definitions of nation and home. But let us open our hearts our homes, our sense of belonging to humanity itself. And let us receive those that are different than we are and bring them in to listen deeply and to come to understand, to be provoked, to be irritated, to be inspired into being different people, to truly becoming the men and women that we are really meant to be. Let us do this here together with all life and in this way let us use the energy of the earth to teach us teach us to come into relationship with all the aspects of ourselves in a good way and in right relationship with each other let's come into right relationship with our environment and with the invisible world and in this way let us come to understand our place in the great web of life and to live in that place as a blessing as a thing of beauty here on earth And with the wisdom of the earth supporting us, let us reach up and out through the top of our head into the sky above and whatever weather it holds, out through the atmosphere and out into the cosmos and all the way up to the highest power of the universe and by whatever name we know that energy, by whatever way we conceive of it, let us connect with it to see ourselves in it and it in us and to draw this energy down, drawing it down into our head, into our heart, into our belly drawing down into ourselves and into our day the energy of blessing, the energy of protection and devotion and commitment. Let's open ourselves and call in the benevolence of our universe and call in all the wisdom of the cosmos. Let us connect to our ancestral energies in the stars and call that energy down. We call in the beneficence of our universe and we ask to be inspired. May the way be illuminated. May we be assisted on the way. We call these energies into our head, our heart, our belly and send it down to the center of the earth, drawing the energy of the earth up and the sky down and connecting these two great legendary lovers, earth and sky, into the big love and let us be a place through which that connection happens. And let the big love of these energies awaken the love in our heart. And may our heart open that crucible of transformation there in our heart. May we draw up the passions of our belly that come with our soul, with its understanding, its knowing of why it is here. We draw that energy up into the heart that we might know it ourselves. And we call down the crystal clarity of the mind that we might define that knowing in terms that can manifest here in our world, in our time. We draw these energies together in the heart, in that crucible of transformation and in that dynamic tension. We ask that the third and most sacred thing 
come into existence there in our heart, some kind of memory or sense or feeling or knowing, some resonance for why we are here. And may we find the courage in our human heart to do something today, large or small, to bring your gifts into the world. And for all of the spirit help that you have in doing that, and all the spirit help that I have, all the help that is around us, I give thanks. May what needs to be said be said here today, and what needs to be heard be heard. And may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. Why Shamanism Now is listener-supported. And for those of you that are listening for the first time, that means it's because of listeners like you who donate financially to the show that we have been able to keep the show alive and on the air, now going on its eighth year. And that there are, though the show is free on iTunes and at co-creatornetwork.com and at the whyshamanismnow.com site. It's free all over the internet for anybody who can get on the internet. Um, making that happen isn't free. And so I give gratitude to those of you who donate financially to help me make that happen in the world. So I give special thanks to William and Melissa, to Malama and Mary, and all of the listeners who have figured out how to stick in their PayPal account um, a monthly donation. Um, We're deeply grateful for that. It sustains and maintains the show. And for those of you that make spontaneous, inspired donations of any amount, large or small, we are grateful for those as well. Anyone who wants to do that can go to whyshamanismnow.com. Click on the support button and donate any amount, large or small. All of it goes directly to keeping the show on the air. So if this show moves you in any way, if it moves you in the heart, whether it moves you to irritation or frustration or inspiration and illumination, however it moves you in the heart, uh, may you do that most fundamental of shamanic things and allow the movement of your heart to motivate your actions in the world and do something in some way to help the show to grow stronger. Um, I invite you to bring the teachings into your journey circles, to bring them into your own personal journeys, to practice these teachings in your everyday life, to wrestle with them, to see if you can break them, to see if you can come up with ideas, questions, and ways that we as contemporary people can continue to bring shamanism to bear in our everyday lives. And so for all of you that are helping me to do that, I give great thanks. And I give thanks to Co-Creator Network for its ongoing support of the show, allowing us to do this in a way that is sustainable and green. So thank you all. So today is the beginning of a new world. (laughs) Um, And we're not live today. I'm sorry about that. Um, We're not live today. But if you do have questions about today, please feel free to email me at christina at lastmaskcenter.org. So today's topic is about energy body hygiene, and it's the beginning of a new way, a new approach to the shows where I'm going to do a new show to create context for re-listening to some older shows in the archives. Why Shamanism Now began January 6th in 2009. The world has changed a lot since then, and we have aired a new podcast live almost every Tuesday since that first show. It's been an enormous commitment. And all of the around 260 shows are in the archives at whyshamanismnow.com, at iTunes, and at codeskcreatornetwork.com. And part of the problem is no one can find the shows they want to go back to. Um, new listeners want to know where to begin, what shows do I start with, and long-time listeners of the show want deeper teachings. And 
for me personally, I've been guided to create some other things that don't exist yet in the world. So here we are, seven years into the show, embarking on our eighth year, and we're entering into a new era of why shamanism now. Um, And so I'm going to offer a new show that creates context for re-listening to some older shows. And hopefully this will allow those of you that want to dive deeper into um, these ideas and these teachings to do so. But at the same time, my intention over this year is to offer this in a sequence so that someone who is new to shamanism could actually sort of step-by-step, week-by-week, sort of work their way in. Um, So in the meantime, with all of that behind the scenes, I will be working on the search function on the whyshamanismnow.com website so that we can all find the shows reliably that we're looking for. Um, Also, some people have transcribed shows, which is something people have asked for. Um, So I'm going to add a section for shows that have been transcribed. They haven't all been transcribed, but there's no reason not to share them for those of you who have done that work. And I'm deeply grateful for those of you that have realized that is a way that you can donate to the show is to just transcribe them. And I'll put those files up on the site. You know, over the years, I've also received a bunch of great ideas uh, for more things that I could do with the show. You know, but they, they all come from people who seem to have forgotten that this show is listener supported and uh, that this has actually only even been true since the fourth year. It hasn't always been listener supported um, and that we gather funds to pay for the bills that the show generates, the servers and the PR and things like that. But that's all, you know, that my time um, has always been a giveaway on this show. And it's been an opportunity to teach at times in my life when I haven't had a lot of opportunity to teach. So I'm not complaining. What's interesting to me is that when I discuss this with people, they all assume that I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't making money. Um, And that they seem to be appalled and always say, well, then why would you do it if you're not making money? And there's a lot of good answers to that question. There's a whole lot of reasons to do things um, other than money. But the most important one is the question itself. I offer this show because we need to change our assumptions about life. We need to change assumptions like the only good reason to do something is to make money. That we need to become different people if we are truly going to create a new story that shapes a new world. And we need, to, we need to know how we can do that. It's not enough to think about it and to be feel the warm, fuzzy feeling of being in a room of people who are all thinking the same way about it. But we need to understand how to actually do it. What we need to sacrifice, what we need to change, how we need to grow. Um, these teachings here in this humble podcast offer one way of the many ways that people can fundamentally change and to actually literally become the change that they want to see. So here we are with our first show in our new world here at Why Shamanism Now. And our topic today is um, what I'm now calling energy body hygiene. Um, I get a lot of emails and calls from people 
who have a slew of questions about their encounters with shamanism, helping spirits, whatever. And all of their questions really boil down to the fact that they have entered into the altered states of shamanic realms and teaching experiences and things like that with terrible energy body hygiene. And because they are not maintaining their own energy body as an adult is meant to, there's this whole boatload of problems that sails into their life because they're engaging in shamanic work, um, which is adult work, with the energy body of a child. And, and it creates it, – it in and of itself creates these problems and these questions that people have. So I want to talk about energy body hygiene. Okay. So to live well in our human body, you must think of it as an energy body too. Nobody gets a pass. Now, some of you think you get a pass because you tend to be earthier, more grounded, less up in your head. So you think you get a pass. There's a whole lot of people that know they're not getting a pass. They're up in their head all the time, spun out of their body, and they are actually running their adrenals and panicked in a fear response ordinarily every day. That's the way they go through the day. That is really common for contemporary people. So the point is, the point of energy body hygiene is to, is the point of calling it that is to realize everybody needs physical hygiene for your own health and well-being. I don't really care about everybody else around you. For you, for yourself, for your own health and well-being. When we don't tend to our basic everyday physical hygiene, it begins to create health problems, larger and larger health problems. We all seem to basically understand that. The exact same is true for our energy body. If you have a physical body, you also have an energy body. If you don't know that and you haven't been maintaining it, you probably have really bad energy body hygiene. And so the important thing, just as you needed to learn about your physical body hygiene, you need to learn about your energy body hygiene. Why does this matter relative to shamanism? Because you should not embark on anything shamanic ever without good energy body hygiene. If you don't know who you are and what your energy is, how are you possibly going to accurately interpret altered state experiences? Be they your own journeys or those a teacher takes you on. How are you possibly going to interpret true, not true? Um, good, bad, uh, whatever, the, all the many things that need to happen in an interpreted world, which is shamanism, if you don't know who you are energetically and where you are, you don't know where your center is, you don't know where your truth is, you don't know where your boundaries are, you don't know where you end and the rest of the world begins. And where you end is basically your sphere of influence, meaning your responsibility for bringing your gifts into the world, to bring your unique genius to bear on your time. That's you. And that's, there's a line. It changes, but there's a line where that responsibility ends and the rest of the world begins. You shouldn't be doing anything with any energy work or shamanic work until you know that. So that's what energy body hygiene is. Okay? So, 
So remember learning about your own physical hygiene in, for me, it was in grade school. And it was very embarrassing, of course, because we were young and uncertain. And um, it was also, at the same time of being embarrassing, it was also a great relief in a way, because at least you finally had the information. At least someone was telling you about why what was going on in your body was going on. And um, there were always those kids that matured into their hormone phase before everybody else. And you got to understand why that was happening for them. And then there were the kids that were way behind. The difference between the boys and the girls. And why was everybody all of a sudden so smelly, right? And all of those things got answered. And the kids that weren't being given that information at home, right, were able to receive it and begin to take care of themselves. So it allowed everybody to calm down and to start to take responsibility for themselves because they were given practical information that they could all act on. And, and the beauty of it, of course, is that everybody is equally responsible for their own hygiene. And I'm just talking about hygiene. I'm not talking about all the crazy, fad, click, strangeness of high school today. I'm, I'm just talking about that basic hygiene issue, which frankly, is coming up earlier and earlier for kids because of all the hormones in the food. But anyway, not get sidetracked about that. So I suppose, you know, today kids can just Google hygiene and learn it whenever they want to, but it's a hard word to spell and you need to know that you need to Google it, you know. So this was the point about teaching kids about hygiene, physical hygiene is it, it, it gives, lets them know they have the responsibility and this is how they step up to that responsibility. Okay, so now imagine high school. You've gone from grade school through junior high into high school. Everybody's got hormones now, right? Imagine that no one got educated in their personal hygiene at all. They had no information about it, nothing to Google. Nobody had any information just imagine that for a moment, right? No information about your physical hygiene. People are doing whatever they want, right? Imagine the smells. Imagine the invasion of people's personal space. Imagine the ignorance about tender new breasts and um, the insecurity around changing voices, the... Um, yeah, voices changing in boys. Imagine the insecurity because you don't know what's going on in your body. You know your body's changing and you don't know what to do about it. Imagine the discomfort all day of not understanding what your body's doing and what to do about it. And then being in a room full of 30 other people, kids that are in the same place. Just imagine... I, I have a really icky look on my face imagining this, right? Imagine that. Okay, everybody got that in your head? Okay, that is what's going on with your energy body. If you've been given no education around your energy body, you may have personally great physical hygiene, but your energy body is an equal disaster as that horrible image of high school with nobody knowing about physical hygiene. Everybody has an energy body and no one's paying attention to it. And it's a mess. 
people's emotions are all over the place, getting in everybody else's business and making everybody else responsible for the fact that they got triggered, right? Boundaries. Nobody understands about healthy boundaries. Everybody's in everybody's business in all the wrong ways and nobody's taking responsibility for their own business, right? Because of all of this, people are constantly triggered into an adrenal response, which is the fear response, fight or flight, but there's nothing real to run from. It's just your body is in a constant state of I'm not safe because it's not grounded, it's not protected, and doesn't have healthy boundaries energetically. So there's this constant I'm not safe, I'm not safe, I'm not safe message moving through the body because the energy body isn't safe. And then, and then the person's acting that I'm not safe energy out into the world. People are getting slimed by other people's energy all the time because people aren't educated around what is appropriate and inappropriate with your energy. Just basic etiquette and hygiene, not, not anything more complicated than that. But without that information, people don't know and they're ignorant and it's gross, right? And then there's just the other thing of feeling crazy because you're feeling the feelings other people aren't feeling or aren't being honest about the fact that they're feeling. And so there's the people that start to get driven crazy by all of the emotions they don't know what to do with because half of them aren't theirs, right? So whether you are engaged in religion, spirituality, shamanism, or just living your life, you are still an energy being living in an energy world. And it all looks physical and solid, but in reality, it's all energy and it's all connected. So humans, basic energy fundamentals for energy body hygiene, basics. A human being is an energy bucket. You need to be the bucket, which is energy. The stuff in the bucket, the bucket needs to be full or full-ish. Right? And the bucket itself needs to be stable, needs to be grounded. You don't want someone just kicking your bucket all over the place, right? So first off, you have to tend your bucket, your actual container of energy. And the energy cultivation that it requires to look at the quality of our bucket, to repair its leaks and cracks, to be able to maintain the bucket. And so cultivation is a word I'm going to use a lot because the energy body needs cultivation. Once it is created and cultivated, then it needs to be maintained and sustained. Okay, so cultivation, acts that cultivate are practices. They're things we do daily. They're small things done daily. And through that repetition, it establishes that path of energy or that manifestation of energy that um, one does not learn to be grounded by one big grandiose event of groundedness. One learns to be grounded by training our energy. Our energy is like a puppy, right? It's very, habitu it, it's very habitual. So if you give it no training, it pees where it shouldn't all the time your energy body. But if you want your energy body to pee where it's supposed to, you have to train it. And that means you have to do the same things again and again and again. They need to be clear and succinct, just like with a puppy. Sit, stay. Can't be long, 
convoluted, flowery, new agey, blah, blah, blah about your energy body. It needs to be direct and clear and focused energy. Cult- cultivation of your energy body are simple, clear, focused visualizations, time spent visualizing the energy where you want it to be and sending your energy and your awareness and your sensory body into that energy. So cultivation is the same thing done again and again and again so that something else can happen. That's what a practice is, right? The event in and of itself is not the thing. It is the thing that is created by the practice. That's cultivation. Okay. So we were talking about the energy bucket. Okay. So for us to have energy to live authentically in the world, we need ways to fill the bucket. And whether or not the bucket is full has entirely to do with our choices as we move through the day. So while a practice of Qigong, for example, time spent out in nature, taking a nap when you need to, these kinds of activities can fill your bucket. Um, The days that you ignore your body entirely, that you work your brain past its ability to think properly, and you drink coffee all day or some sort of caffeinated something or other and lots of sugar so that you can even get through the day, that kind of day tends to empty your bucket. And then you have to remember that the bucket is made of energy. So if you empty your bucket and then keep trying to draw energy, you're going to start drawing energy out of the bucket itself. Okay, so then your bucket needs to be connected to the earth and grounded. So cultivating your sense of groundedness is critically important so that your bucket, which is basically you, feels grounded and safe in the world. Because you don't want to be like a bucket anybody can kick around. Your, your bucket needs to be grounded on the earth. So energy body maintenance or the maintenance of your energy bucket requires plugging in. Plugging in in a way that moves and circulates your energy with the energy of earth. And then up with the energy of the sky. And draws that sky energy down into the earth. So it's a constant grounding cycle of energy. So that your little energy body is flowing and exchanging energy with the great big natural energy body of your environment. So grounding is a choice. It is a cultivation. It is a practice. And ultimately it becomes a good habit, good energy body habit. So grounding is a choice. It isn't something that you heal. It's something that you do. It's not an event that you need a big healing for. It's a choice. It's a practice. It's cultivation. It is something that you do. So good, healthy, daily grounding can cure both stagnation and depressive energies, but it also can cure a tendency toward being scattered and fragmented and spinning up in your head because the grounding plugs you in to that bigger cycling of energy. It's not a one-way street. It's about connecting yourself to a circuit that is much larger than you are that allows these two extremes, either the stagnation extreme or the spinning out of your head scattered extreme, it allows those two extremes to begin to cycle back in and balance out. Okay. So 
to ground then is to show up and be present. And this is the first step to everything that really matters. It's not enough to just be a good person, right? That good energy body hygiene is, is essential to living well, regardless of whatever the path is that you're on. Um, it takes energy and resources to live your soul's purpose, right? And so conserving and protecting your energy resources is also part of good body hygiene. So living in a way that uh, maintains and sustains your energy, um, not in a way of hoarding energy, but in a way of being in this constant flow with the larger environment. So things are being replenished and maintained and sustained. So there is a way of conserving and protecting your energy through your practice around your energy body hygiene, but also through the choices that you make in the world. Because back to what I was saying before, whether you choose to spend time out in nature or stay seven hours late at work is going to affect your energy body. And these are your choices. Your choices affect your energy body. So the important thing to remember about energy is not that it's good or bad. You know, stagnant chi is just chi that's gotten stuck. It's not bad chi. It doesn't need to go somewhere for bad chi. It just needs to be recycled. It's like food and the part of the food we don't want to eat, it needs to get composted and recycled back into the earth. It's all a big recycling system if we would let it be. Okay. But the important thing to understand about your energy is that it flows downhill like water. A very important energy body hygiene principle to be aware of. Um, so, for example, when people say to me, well, I, I just can't go to work. It's just an unhealthy environment. Is it an unhealthy environment or are you choosing to position yourself in an unhealthy way in that environment? Right? Energy flows downhill. So that means that your energy will flow away into everything around you that has less quality energy, less quantity energy, less refinement in the energy, less consciousness in the energy, unless you choose to contain it. So unless you choose to simply have healthy boundaries for that situation. That good energy body hygiene is not situation dependent. It's you dependent, dependent on you and your practices. And good energy body hygiene allows you to adjust yourself within a fairly broad range of situations. There are certainly situations on either extreme that you would need to simply move yourself out of. Granted. But most of them um, are not part of your everyday life unless you're living in an extremely traumatic situation with a constant threat of violence. And some people are, granted. Most of you aren't. You just think you are. Okay. So without energetic boundaries and protection, you will constantly lose energy at best and more likely you will experience miscommunication and dissatisfaction in relationships which then becomes an expenditure of energy that is ultimately wasteful. So the value, we bring this now back into shamanism, is that shamanic people understand the simple fact of the energy body being uh, coupled with the physical body and they engage the natural protection of their relationship with spirit to reinforce their own physical and energetic boundaries. So healthy boundaries allow focus and resources to flow then into you 
and your soul's purpose and not be constantly engaged in miscommunication and dissatisfaction and constant negotiation and renegotiation in relationship constant expenditure of energy around you that ultimately amounts to nothing so the dynamic of working with spirit and having a good working relationship with spirit and calling that energy in to help you in the um, maintenance of your good energy body hygiene is it allows you then to focus more and more of your energy towards your um, expression of yourself through your soul's purpose Okay, so energy body hygiene. For those of you that have been listening to the shows, you know that I'm talking about the series called The Basics of Living Well. And so I encourage you all over the next few weeks as we replay these shows to listen again from the energy body hygiene perspective to the show on grounding, um, which is part one of the basics of living well series and then there's energy cultivation which is part two of the basics of living well series and boundaries and protection which is part three of the basics of living well uh, series and um, there will be uh, guided visualizations for each of these that you can use as a fundamental step in your energy body cultivation your cultivation grows from there but these will be basic for those of you that that have sort of no connection no understanding no relationship yet with what we're talking about okay so why does this matter you know why why am i going on and on about this okay well it matters first off you need to understand that you live in a culture that has not prepared you to care about this or to believe that it matters so you need to prepare yourself and you need to do this especially if you're interested in shamanism but the main thing that you need to understand as a person here on the planet is that as I said earlier every single one of us with a physical body also has an energy body it's not um, an elective you have it right All of you, whether you choose to use it or not, or listen to it, or develop it or not, have intuition. All human beings have intuitive skills. And your clarity and cultivation of your energy body to simply create good energy body hygiene will heighten your access to your intuitive faculties. Everyone has a certain amount of clairvoyance or the ability to see what is not literally there to be seen. Everybody has a certain amount of clairaudience, which is hearing what is not being literally spoken. And everybody has a certain amount of clairsentience or feeling, aware, awareness, sense, sense of things. To walk into a room, for example, and suddenly feel cold or hot is a sense of something going on that is not literally the temperature of the room. That everybody has these to some degree. For many of us, we would have it to a much greater degree if we just cleaned out the pipes because they're all a sensory apparatus. And to, to maintain good energy body hygiene often opens up our sense of our intuition for us. And then they can, those of you that want to use your intuition can then train and develop those skills even further. And some of you are very gifted there and should train those skills um, so that you can be safe. With, a, with the gift that you've been given. 
And all of this is important because ultimately, whether you want it or not, you all also have an emotional body. And your emotional body has really important wisdom your mind doesn't have access to directly. It only has access to it through the emotional body. And the emotional body is our direct connection to finding what has meaning in our life, what gives our life purpose, what will nourish our soul, and what allows us to feel deeply satisfied with what we have done with our life. It allows us to leave this life without regret, without remorse, without wishing we had done something other than what we did. It is not, uh, the wisdom of the emotional body is not meant to be other than the wisdom in your mind. It is meant to work together in tandem. And that the emotional body is much um, more direct and clear and easier to work with when we have cleared our energy body. Because our energy body and the lack of it, the disrepair of it, the poor energy body hygiene that most people have creates a a felt experience in the world that triggers an emotional experience that is based, that is then projected onto reality when the only place that reality is really happening is in you. In other words, you've chosen to be ungrounded, which makes you feel unsafe which makes you panicky and creates a whole set of emotions when in reality in the situation you are quite safe. It's a good example of it and a lot of people live there. A lot of you dealing with issues around anxiety um, and other um, too much energy up in your head. Uh, The issue for you is actually simply a lack of energy body hygiene to be able to be safe in the energetics of your body, to settle in, be connected to your truth cord, grounded to the center of the earth, and to know that all is well in the universe. Okay. All right. So why is this so important? Why am I saying, it says, why shamanism now, right? It's all about shamanism. Why are we talking about the energy body and energy body hygiene? This is one of the single most important things for you as a human as you enter into shamanic work. Why? Because you are the lens through which you experience your reality, your state of being. You are the lens through which you experience your alternate states of reality, whether it's journeying, whether it's an ayahuasca or plant medicine induced journey, whether it's um, dancing, at the Sundance, you know, no matter what the divinatory experience is, the altered state experience is, you are still experiencing it through you. Yes, you're connecting with spirit. Yes, it's an authentic experience. But whatever it is that is coming through as the message is still being filtered through you. And if you are a big gunky mess or you're not really present, you're not really here, you distort the message. You may have received the message where it touched you perfectly clearly. But as it moves through you to come into your awareness as message, it will be distorted and changed by your filter. 
you're always going to be filtering messages. That is the reality of human beings working in alternate states. That's the reality of shamanism. And that is why someone who's truly committed to their shamanic practice, whether they're shamanic healers or not, will engage in physical cleanses and energetic cleanses and emotional cleanses and ritual and ceremony to do big transformation and clearings that they can't do in other ways. That it is a constant life of clearing and cleansing and refining and simplifying so, so that we as the receiver of the message filter less and less and less and less of the message out over time. So to embark on any kind of shamanic training without first learning about your energy body and developing good, solid, daily energy body hygiene is folly, period. There, I've said it. Okay, that's my opinion. And that opinion is well-educated. I get bundles of emails from people who've entire shamanic drama they've created for themselves about demons this and evil that and extractions and blah 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 entirely is created because they entered into a shamanic experience they had no business being in because their energy body was not up to snuff for that kind of experience and had they done their homework and had the discipline and the maturity to cultivate good energy body hygiene they would not have had that experience within that shamanic activity that they did. It's that simple. You are coloring the experiences you're having shamanically. Even with plant hallucinogens, even with really powerful shamans in wherever you went to work with them, you are still coloring that experience. So it is your job to color it less and less and less by how you cultivate, cleanse, and purify your physical and your energy body, physical body and your energy body. And then through that, the constant um, cultivation of a mature emotional body. Okay, so that's the main reason that your energy body hygiene is paramount in shamanic practice because it is an interpreted reality. No matter how you're getting into your altered state, you are not receiving an ultimate truth. You are one receiving the highest truth you can handle in the first place. And then even with that, you are filtering that. So clean your filters. The other reason energy body maintenance, uh, energy body hygiene and the cultivation of it and the maintaining and sustaining of it is so important is because many people come into shamanism because they're ill and they need healing and and that is a great idea but many trainings around shamanism go directly into training people to be shamanic healers instead of shamanic practitioners in other words shamanic people living in the contemporary world, which is really the point of why shamanism now. It's really meant to support shamanic people living in the contemporary world and applying shamanic skills, shamanic aspects of life to your everyday life. And that is exactly what anyone who is ill 
should be coming to shamanism for their own relationship with their helping spirits, their own relationship with their inner healer, and to really cultivate that as a means of aiding their return to health. Okay, with that said, for many people, the physical problem that you're in in the first place, you're in because you have lacked for decades energy body hygiene. It's it is unbelievably powerful to cultivate a healthy energy body and, and make the choices in life necessary to maintain and sustain it. And in so doing, many people maintain vastly better baseline health. It's completely undervalued, underestimated um, aspect of health and well-being. And so if you've come to shamanism because you are ill, then your energy body hygiene should be one of the main things you're asking your helping spirits about to help you to cultivate in your life. It's absolutely critical. And the important thing about this is use your discernment. Since many people's quote-unquote shamanic trainings go directly into teaching you to be a shamanic healer, you need to say, hey, wait a minute. I am working on my own health and well-being right now. I have no business being a shamanic healer for other people if I have not cultivated my own physical health. And so your healing is your path. But there's many people who have used shamanism over a number of years to find their way, their own curved path, twisted, crazy logic path, to a state of health and well-being. And in doing that, they do or don't become shamanic healers. And I get far too many emails from people that say, I've done my shamanic training, but I still have blah, blah, blah illness. What am I supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to use your shamanic training to address your physical illness. And, cult- and, and taking the time to cultivate healthy Um, energy body, energy body hygiene is going to support you in that. It's critically important. And finally, the practice of shamanism or being a shamanic practitioner, living in the world in a shamanic way is about self-cultivation, bringing your soul's purpose to bear in the world. There's a whole gajillion people that have no calling to be shamanic healers, but living shamanically will allow them to do what they're doing in the world, fuller, richer, more meaningful way. It's a great part of cont- that can be woven into contemporary life. Teach your kids, all that kind of stuff. And don't, if you, have, if you are managing or cultivating good energy body hygiene, you will not be confused about whether or not you are being called to be a shaman. That many, many emails about the confusion I had, this experience and that experience, and I don't know whether I'm being called to be a shaman or not. Well, if you don't know, then you haven't. Cultivate your energy body. Cultivate your groundedness, your life in your body, your relationship with your truth cord, and your shamanic practice in the world. If the helping spirits want you to serve, they will come and get you and drag you into it. Your own desire to be a shaman doesn't count as a calling. And if you're cultivating a healthy energy body and a rich and robust relationship with your inner truth, you'll know this. And so these are the three main issues I see a lot of conversation 
um, in shamanic groups, in my own emails with people around that is a whole level of confusion that exists out there for one reason. Because we're not preceding all shamanic training with energy body hygiene and the cultivation of a healthy energy body. And I can raise my hand and say, I didn't know anything either. I utterly and completely lucked out through the strange and crazy circumstances of my life to learning about my energy body a decade before I ever heard the word shaman. And I am so grateful for that, that I had 10 years, a whole decade of cultivation, clearing my childhood issues, getting my wounded child out of the driver's seat of the bus of my life, and creating a rigorous relationship with my own symbolic language, my own truth cord, my own relationship of who am I in my body in the world. At least a decade of this before anybody started moving me into any altered states. And that is one of the great blessings of the insanity of my life. And so I bring this to you, uh, listeners, to say so much of your confusion and uncertainty will be solved if you put the am I supposed to be a shamanic healer question aside and cultivate really rigorous, healthy energy body hygiene and the main reason most of you do not want to do that is because you're afraid if you get into your body you'll lose this hypersensitivity you have to the world and you will and you will gain an accurate sensitivity to the world which is the other big piece that I want to bring in here about your energy body hygiene Protection and health. Okay, so one of the main reasons that many people feel like they're empaths when they're not, these things are rooted. The reasons you feel like an empath when you're not are rooted in the current state of your energy body and its lack of health and well-being. Okay, so I'm going to name the five most common issues that cross my path as a practitioner. One that for most contemporary people, especially if we're talking about 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, and 40-year-olds, that particular age group, somewhat true prior, but really true in, this, in this, these groups, teenagers right now, but it's sort of the nature of being a teenager, is that your energy body is porous throughout because you're unaware of it, undisciplined, and not cultivating it. And, and largely that's because you're ignorant of it, right? No one's taught you that you need to. And people have implied that you don't need to because we're all so conscious and evolved in new age now. We don't need to do the work. Well, that's wrong. So most people are simply porous <clears throat> because their energy body lacks cultivation and definition. And so consequently it exists, but it's kind of flimsy and porous. And so everybody else's everything is glomming onto you and your stuff is glomming onto everybody else and everybody's confused. It makes you feel so sensitive. You're so aware of everybody else's feelings, but you know, they're aware of yours too because everybody's got unhealthy boundaries. And that that feeling will change if you cultivate healthy boundaries and you'll actually gain a more accurate perception of what's going on. Number 2, 
is because we're not initiating people from childhood to adulthood. We're not demonstrating what it looks like to be an adult emotionally in the world. Most people are letting their wounded child and all the unresolved issues from their childhood run their lives. And so they're meeting their adult life with unresolved childhood emotions. And they're, and they're very emotional. They're easily triggered and easily, um, moved by other people's emotions what other people do that's not being an empath that's allowing your child to drive your bus and that is another issue of not only the healthy hygiene of your energy body but then the practice of moving into your energy body meeting all of those little yous that live in there finding out what they need giving it to them and clearing those unresolved childhood issues number three People have actual holes in their energy body. So this is a person who may be doing some energy body cultivation, may have some energy body awareness, but they're still hemorrhaging energy or being um, strongly affected by other people's emotions. It's because your energy body has holes in it because you're in a state of soul loss. Soul loss creates a hole in your energy body that you're constantly having to put energy in to try to cover. It can't be repaired until the soul part comes back, you know, completely repaired until the soul part comes back. Once the soul part comes back, you can do an ultimate repair. Um, but until then, it makes us vulnerable. So it's not, it's not just being generally porous, as I described in option number one, from just not cultivating your energy body. It's having actual holes because of soul loss or energy loss or power loss. And all of these things can re- be repaired by a visit to your friendly neighborhood shamanic healer or working with someone long distance. Now, the last two reasons that you may feel like an empath when you're not is that you have not yet discovered food, proper food. And so when we eat food that does not agree with our system, whatever our system is, it creates porousness in our energy body so when you eat food you are allergic to and that's different for everybody but when you eat food you are allergic to it makes your energy body porous when you um, eat too much sugar caffeine etc the kind of energies that lift us up and spin us out it makes our energy body porous and it uh, and it ungrounds us and throws us up into our head okay Uh, When you eat a um, pure carbohydrate diet, same thing. Okay, so that – so food can affect your energy body hygiene. And finally, living in a way that your adrenals are constantly firing. And I've discussed this, what I mean by that several times in the show. So letting your childhood emotions drive your world can do that as well but some people put themselves in a situation and don't move themselves out of it where their adrenals are constantly firing and so that's another reason you would need to say no to that situation and move out of it as an aspect of maintaining your energy body so those are all reasons that are really just energy body hygiene reasons that you would quote unquote feel like an empath when you're not And if you actually address your energy body, you will dial into much greater accuracy and open up your true intuition about what is going on versus just being impacted by everything and impacting everything yourself. 
So ultimately, the reason we want to do this is because you need to know why you're doing what you're doing in shamanic work and cultivating um, good energy body hygiene allows you to create a context then for that constant energy cultivation for your constant clearing of your energy and ultimately the changing of your conscious awareness about what is going on and so we all need a new concept of energy perhaps um, energy is not so much formless as it is many formed and that sometimes that form is more like a flow and that we must open to the fact that energy exists which we have yet to find a way to accurately measure or conversely the fact that we do not yet know how to measure spirit energies or body energies does not disprove their existence that we know the feeling of the difference between our own health and our own illness acupuncturists feel the difference between blocked energy and flowing energy between cold damp heat energies and shamans see and feel the difference between energies their own energy the energy of their helping spirits the energy of a lost soul part the energy that is invading a patient and that how can you hope to discern the different energies in a journey or more importantly within a shamanic healing if you are unaware of your own energy body so explore home first Cultivate the health and healing of your own home, your own energy body first. Tend to your own earth element, the earth of your life. Ground yourself, protect your heart, and all else will flow from there. So I give great gratitude to the ancestral energies for gathering around us here today. We give thanks to the earth below, gratitude to the sky above, And big thanks to the heart that unites us all. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week.